Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Southern Scrap Nation's podcast. Your host, as always, Daniel Jonas, here Wednesday, July 21st, 2021, Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, Pretty cool. Nah, it's a pretty hot day. It's still humid and hot. Uh, it's 3.17 in the afternoon. I'm going to crank this podcast out for y'all because I've got no free time other than this little section. I'm slow cooking some dinner and yeah, I'm going to talk about what's going on. I don't really think there's any MMA news, so I'll probably just dip and dodge the rest of it and get right into breaking down fights this weekend because we're back. We got UFC fights at the Apex on Saturday and they start at, the main card starts at 7 p.m. Hell yeah. Um, we got Corey Sanhagen leading the card off against TJ Dillashaw, the return of TJ Dillashaw. And in the co-main event, we've got Aspen Ladd coming back and fighting Macy Chasson. And I think Aspen Ladd just came off of a knockout of Yana Kunitskaya after being... She was knocked out by Duran Duran to me. Um, and then Macy Chasson just beat Marion Renault. So kind of relevant, you know, both these girls are coming off people that just had losses, but are relevant. Um, all right, so before we get started, let's go ahead and check. Also, you can check the rest of all this out at SouthernScrapNation.com. Podcast, sign up for the seminar, you can sign up on there. Uh, Matt, my, well, well, it's my buddy Matt, um... Matt Semper from Tiger Muay Thai, coach, and, I mean, pro fighter, has had over 80 fights in Thailand. Um, I'm going through the news right now, trying to see. And, um, yeah, he's coming August 7th, 6th and, 6th and 7th. We're going to probably go watch the UFC fights after that. What card is he at? UFC 265, we're going to go watch that. It's the Derek Lewis and the Cyril Gone. Um, because Rafael Fees is on it. Uh, he's going against Bobby Green. But anyway, more on the news. Da, 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 this doesn't really matter. Um, oh, this weekend is the return of Adrian... Yanez, which is awesome. So if there's any must-watch fighter, it's mini. Who's he fighting? Oh, man. He's not even on the main card. See so, yeah. He's fighting Randy Costa. Oh, okay, cool. Good fight. Mini Masvidal. Islam Magachev jumped up to number four or number five in the rankings. Oh, we can talk about the fights from this past weekend. Uh yeah, not really much is not really much to talk about. Um I called it Islam dominant from bell to fourth round. Uh, there was a little bit of time when Thiago almost had is he took Islam's back, but he was so nervous and he got it that he overdid it and I mean the only takeaway I have from this is people are going to expect Khabib out of Islam. Khabib's not going to – there's no Khabib in there. 
to be to be honest, it shows how unique and great of a fighter minus the record. Just look at the the mentality and the self-discipline Khabib has in the cage to be able to go in there, implement his plan and never deviate and take many risks. Risk-wise, Islam goes out there and takes a little bit more risk regardless of being how do- regardless of how dominant he is. He could have easily taken down Thiago Moises and just outgrappled him in the beginning. It was evident when he took his took him down the first time. It was easy. It wasn't hard for him. Um, he just likes to strike and get get a little bit of experience. There's nothing wrong with that. You're just the the risk of getting knocked out is now fifty fifty. You're I mean he's got one knockout loss. Obviously it doesn't determine who he is now, but the reason it's there is because he doesn't he's not as risk adverse as Khabib. Khabib goes in there, I'm gonna take you down and punch you so you can't punch me. And then every time you try to get back up, I'm gonna punch you, take you down, repeat, rinse, wash, and repeat. And every time you throw a punch, I'm gonna just close the distance. And there's not a lot of risk in that at all. Like he just closes the distance and then gets on top. Islam has the potential to do that, but he's more of a finisher. So he'll go for the submissions, he'll go for the knockout, but if you go for those things, in turn, you know, the same can happen to you. But anyway, dominant performance. He's definitely up at number four, in my opinion. He should fight whoever. He's great. Uh, I mean, shit. Shit. Uh, give him... Yeah, everyone's saying Benil Dariush. I like it. Benil's got some great jujitsu. He's been working on... He's finally found his groove. He'd be an honestly true test for Islam. I saw a post today. I forget who posted it. Sorry for not giving credit where credit's due, but they're like, why don't they do a whole card of lightweight fights? They probably won't do it. But... um. The matchups they had on it were Charles Oliveira, Dustin Poirier, Justin Gaethje, Michael Chandler, Islam Akachev versus Benil Dariush, Tony Ferguson versus Dan Hooker, and RDA versus Gregor Gillespie. I like it, right? Sounds nice. Um, yeah, those are pretty much the matchups that you can like look forward to in the lightweight division. Also, return to Misha Tate, awesome, right? Awesome return. What did I say? She looked... F- Phenomenal. Marion Renault was talking about one foot in, one foot out. Or actually both feet out. She was talking about retirement. She tried she went in there, she gave a she gave it her all. She didn't back down for one second. She tagged me. She did it a couple times. Um Misha then came out and talked about fighting Holly Holm. I think that's a beautiful uh matchup between the two of them. If there's any time to make the rematch, it's now. I mean, not saying that. It was luck that she got her back. It was just the tenacity that she had against Holly Holm in that fight to grab the back, even though she may have won one other round, but she was getting, you know, pretty pieced up on the feet and was getting denied by the takedowns. So now is the time to, if she can, right the wrong and show that she can be more defensive on the feet and close the distance better and uh, get a decisive win over Holly Holm. And why not? Holly Holm... Usually, the person that loses is the one that wants the rematch. So, why not? Um, and then lightweight, Mateus 
Gamrot. Um, versus Jeremy Stevens. Kimura, first round. I mean, nice Kimura. Got it to behind Jeremy Stevens, and that's all you need to do. But got that wrong. I thought Jeremy Stevens was going to at least have that one nuclear option. Well, nope. Gamrot had the ability to dive on the ankle, lift high on the single leg, and get him down and pass guard, and eventually just, or not even pass guard, just grab a hold of that arm. And uh, Jeremy Stevens was trying to attack the arm on his own, but then Mateusz, I don't know his name, Mateusz uh, reversed it. And then the other ones, Adolfo Vieira getting the submission. Yep, yep. Um, took the back easy, like a spider monkey, and then had him tapping on the way down. It was cool. It's cool little submission. All I know is, I mean, that dude, Adolfo Vieira, Jesus. He did not like fighting. He was very stiff. But um, anyway, well, uh, hopefully he finds fun in doing this again. And then Billy uh, Billy Q getting the victory over Gabriel Benitez, getting it stopped from back attacks, having the back, having a he was getting the move of the fight was getting the figure four every time he went to the back. He would lock it in and then just start reverse hammer fisting. No, he would hammer fist from uh, the back and got it stopped. It's a great win. I uh, told you, sneaky, weird. His unorthodox behavior is what's going to get him the win. But boom, put that shit on a shirt. Just kidding. All right, uh, before we break down, let's go back. Um, Ludacris training at Jackson Wink. That's cool. Ludo. I wonder what he's doing. I bet he just hits pads. But I mean, who gives a shit? That's cool. Uh, a lot of Ryzen fights announced. No one I know. Czech Congo versus Sergey Kiritanov. Bellator. All right, nothing there. Dude, it is. is. <laughs> MMA news sucks. I, I don't know when this stuff's going to pick up. I don't know when or what needs to happen. I, it is like the worst sport to talk about news-wise. Yeah, like even Gilbert Burns and Nate Diaz are tweeting back and forth. And it's just like, it gets ended really quick. Nate's like, I'd rather just fight the guys that knock both of you guys out. Fair. All right. Well, I'll stop tweeting now. All right. Let's get into the fights. So as far as breaking down fights, I'll highlight some of the prelims to watch. Um, Actually, watch all of them, to be honest. Let's just go through them. Uh, return of Hannah Goldie versus Deanna B- 
Estelle Bita. Um, Hannah Goldie, last time she's fought. It's been two years, and she lost to Miranda Granger. Deanna Belbita. Let's see if I've ever seen her fight. Uh, she lost to Leanna. Submission. Okay. Off, both coming off a loss. Cool. Uh, I have no... <laughs> to be honest, I have no prediction on that one. Just let's see what the lines say. It's even. Oh, even, even better, guys. It's even. Just go in there with an open mind. Who knows? So Jar Eubanks versus Ellis, Ellis Reed. Unless Ellis Reed is some phenom, which I'm going to look up, I'm going to just go for Jar Eubanks because those. I mean, just the, just the duh, 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 experience. Okay, let's see what it's called. Cage war, cage war, cage wars. Okay. Okay, this girl can grapple. But I think Sajar can grapple as well. I mean, she may be strong, but... Now, yeah, I'm gonna go with Sajara Eubanks in that one. Yeah, she's the favorite, of course. Julio Arce versus Andre Ewell. Um, man, I like watching Andre Ewell fight, but I think he's coming off of a yeah, loss to Chris Gutierrez. But before that, man, yeah, he was on a before the Marlon Vera or. After the Marlon Vera fight. Ooh, okay. I like Andre Ewell for this fight against Julio Arce. Yeah, Julio Arce, the favorite, too. But to be honest, the only person he beat before that was Julian Arosa. Nothing wrong with that. It's just 2019. He hasn't fought since then. And as much as Andre Ewell had a loss fairly recent though you know um he's been in there 2020 here too uh yeah i'm gonna go andre you will on that one there's an underdog for you andre uh adrian yanez versus randy costa i like randy costa randy costa does do some cool unorthodox things like uh spinning back uh oh wait no different guy am i right Um, hmm. maybe I'm not thinking of the right guy. Oh well. Um, I like Adrian Yanez. This is going to be a nice. I mean, this could be a ground. This could be a a ground fight because these are two strikers. see salmon oh straight right yeah this is gonna be a nice this is a nice matchup 
There's a lot of hype on Adrian Yanez. Um, but man, there's a lot of hype on this dude too. Finishing it so quick. Yeah, he finished his last fight real quick. He's 2-0 in the UFC. Knockouts. It was a banger of a fight. Definitely watch. Both 27. Adrian Yanez is a little shorter, and Randy Costa has a little bit more of the reach. Shit, man. I'm going to go with my boy Yanez, though. My boy Yanez. Yeah, he's the favorite. No. No, no. I think his hands and his eyes. His eyes are really good. Randy Costa is a right hand and uh, or a left hand and uh, left foot. Very straight, tech like precise. It looks pretty, but it's a lot of big motion. If Adrian Yanez can start getting his tempo and start getting his rhythm, he can start countering, and that's where I see the difference. And his come three, four shots. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Then you have um, Nasruddin Imavov versus Ian Heinish. Uh, this is Ian Heinish's chance to get back on the horse uh, after losing to Kelvin Gastelum. Um, I don't really know much about this Nasruddin. He lost to Phil Hawes. And beat Jordan Williams, who's on the main card. Weird, right? Weird. Oh, I think I, I think I know a little bit of him. Let's see. Let's see. Da 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 da. Um. So they're both. Coming off a loss. Ian Heinish, though, is a, a vet. And when I see a guy coming off a loss like that, trying to rebuild himself. He comes forward. If he makes it a fight like he is in all these fights, Ian Hines is going to have to counter-wrestle him. Eh. I see just that being a veteran win, you know, just a... He, out, he just out-experiences him, if you will. All right, uh, Puniel... Soriano. Oh, what's his name? They just put this thing. Uh, Puniano. Heli? Soriano? I am butchering this name. Uh, versus Brendan Allen. Brendan Allen, a Sanford MMA guy. Soriano, Hawaiian. Um, he won by knockout against Dusko Todorovic, and he knocked out Oscar Pachoda, Pachoda, who I'm pretty sure... No, maybe. Oh, never mind. Not the same guy. Anyway, um, 
coming off a win, he's 8-0. Brendan Allen coming off a win of Carl Robinson, Rob, Robertson. Robertson. Um, but he's fought some high-level guys already. He fought Sean Strickland. He knocked out Tom Breeze. He went to decision with Kyle Dawkins. Um, he's a big dude. Yeah, 6'2", 75 inches. I think I'm going to, to be honest, I'm going to go with Brendan Allen on this one just because he's a big guy and he's a vet compared to uh, Soriano. And I don't think Soriano is going to just be able to go in there and just knock him out. I think Brandon Allen trains with a good enough strikers and he's good enough on the ground that I think he's going to just be able to take the first onslaught and then give it back and then eventually probably get a submission. Yeah. All right, now we're going to move over to the main card. And we got Mickey Gall making his return against Jordan Williams. That guy that we were just talking about. Jordan Williams coming off of a, let's see, a loss to Imavov. And then Mickey Gall coming off of a loss to Mike Perry. Pretty decisive loss. And that was back in 2020. That wasn't long ago. Um... They're trying to just give Mickey a guy to show out, but, I mean, Jordan Williams isn't, like, the easiest guy. Um, but it is a good... I don't know. It's just a very weird fight to me. But, yeah, Jordan Williams was 185, so he's going down to welterweight. I'm going to give this to Mickey Gall. I think Mickey Gall is just going to outpace Jordan Williams, and Jordan Williams cutting the extra weight. Um... I think it's gonna, it's not gonna pay off too well, and uh, I think it benefits Mickey Gall actually for putting on the pace and just. Hopefully he shows that he's not a flash in the pan with that whole CM Punk thing, but um, yeah, I'm gonna go with Mickey Gall. He's the underdog. Jordan Williams is the favorite, so Mickey Gall underdog. And then Miranda Maverick versus Macy Barber. Ooh, this is a tough fight. Uh, Macy Barber. Yeah, Miranda Maverick's the favorite. I'm going to go with Miranda Maverick, too. I think she is strong, dude. She is strong. And I think that strength is going to be able to allow her to... Um, he, she knocked out Lillian Jujoa. And then she decisioned Jillian Robertson. I remember that fight. Um, yeah, she's strong. Um, how many takedowns? She got three or four takedowns and then just outstruck her. Um, yeah. I think it's a lot. Macy Barber is coming off of her loss to, uh, Alexa Grosso. Um, yeah, I think this is just a different pressure and pace that she's going to feel. Like, it's going to... And she, I mean, she tra- grapples with some good people, but I think there's, like, a meanness to Miranda that um, Macy has to tap into on her, for her own. She kind of has it. It's almost, like, superficial. She goes all, like, ah, and she gets all intense, but I don't know. It doesn't, it's not the same intensity as Jessica Andrade, for example. That's a pretty good intensity. Amanda Nunes, you know, that's that's like real. And Miranda has that real intensity. Um, 
All right, and featherweight, you got Darren Elkins versus Derek Miner. I'm just going to go with Darren Elkins. What a weird fight. Derek Miner's the underdog or the favorite. And Derek Miner. Derek Miner. Dun, 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 dun. The, oh, he fought Charles Rosa, didn't he? Oh, yeah. You know what? I'm not going to count this guy out. He had a UFC fight. I think it was against Charles Rosa. And he won, right? Am I crazy? Yeah, he, he decisioned him. He submitted TJ. He lost to... Uh, Grant Dawson via decision. Ooh, this is like a fight of wills. I think, though, Derek Miner just being younger. And the damage Darren Elkins taken. I'm going to go with Derek Miner. And he's the underdog, so that makes, or he's the favorite, so that makes sense. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't really have so much to say. Darren Elkins is a walking... I mean, dude. Ugh. There's nothing... Yeah, his heart... Cool. Uh, we're past that, aren't we? We're past that being a fucking accolade. Can we stop with that? Can we stop? Oh, but his heart. Oh, his heart. He can move forward and just take damage. And, and the whole Chris Montonia thing, it's like, that's, there's, I get it on a fan, casual fan perspective. Can we stop, though? Don't praise that. What that means is that kind of style is okay. Taking years off your life is okay. No coach wants to see that. And if any coach out there is like, oh, but it shows how tough he is. No, it shows that he can't get his head off the fucking center line. It shows that you're terrible at choosing or teaching fundamentals. No one should have to go through a beating like that. And it's the same with Darren Elkins. Like, I, I don't know. I, there's nothing to me that screams cool and, oh, my God, when someone's whole shtick is just taking punishment. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on to the next Matchup, you got Bantamweight Kyler Phillips versus Rulon Pivia. So Kyler Phillips is this slick, new, fun-to-watch um, MMA fighter. Okay, so Rulon Pavia went to decision with that guy that got the, the Zuma Gulov, and he knocked out Mark De La Rosa, and he's 20-3. and three. Ooh, Kyler Phillips... He's nine and one. He's fought. He decision Song Yadong, knocked out Cameron Else, and decision Gabriel Silva. Dun, dun, dun. I think he fights with a lot of good guys, and da da da. But let me see if I'm right. Because this guy fights the way he does. Yeah, he's very just balanced fighter. Faints. In and out. Uh. Uh. You know what? 
He's number 14 in the world? Really? No way. At Bantamweight? Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. There's no way he's number 14 in the world at Bantamweight. What? UFC Bantamweight rankings. Give me a there's no way that this guy is number 14 randomly. No, Kyler Phillips is 14. What the fuck? So I guess this guy's fighting for his spot. Did this fight already happen? What's going on? Did Kyler Phillips already beat this guy? Um, you know what? To be honest, I'm going to give it to Kyler Phillips. He's just a little bit more precise with his strikes. And I think this guy is a little bit wide. He does some unorthodox stuff that will get him wins over more traditional guys. Like he'll step through with the right hand and uh, try to switch step. And, you know, he shuts down uh, South Paul's power side. Like he does all the right things. I think Kyler Phillips is like unorthodox, but also pretty precise. And that causes a lot of problems for someone who's very, very orthodox. Um, yeah, I'll go Kyler Phillips. I'm pretty sure he's probably the favorite, too. Yeah. yeah. It's probably what they're expecting. And then Aspen Ladd versus, versus Macy Chasson. Um, I'm going to go Macy Chasson on this one. You might as well go underdog on this if you want to play some bets or whatever. Uh, because Macy Chasson is a great striker, and yeah, she's no drain Duran to me. I get it, but she'll go down the middle on you. And if we know anything, it's a weakness. That's a weak. Oh, that's a weakness for uh, Aspen Lad. Aspen Lad's been dropped by a jab. Just takes precise shots. Aspen Lad comes forward and hits hard. Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, yeah, Macy Chasson's going to show up and show out. Underdog pick for me on that one, too. And then in the main event, you got Corey Sanhagen versus the return of TJ Dillashaw. So you got Corey Sanhagen as the favorite and TJ Dillashaw as a underdog. Crazy. Um, TJ Dillashaw coming back since the EPO thing. I don't really have much to say about that. Was he doing it before even the other fights or even the 125 thing? And it, he said he just did it for – yeah, obviously he passed all the USADA shit. Who knows? Who knows, to be honest? He's had allegations. He's had people accuse him. Not allegation. He's had people accuse him before, like Cody Garbrandt, some of the people from Team Alpha Bale. And, um, I mean, he is very, very competitive to a very douchey level in practice. There are videos, but there are videos of incidents. Like, either it's not, you don't know the full story, yada, yada. From what I saw, it was pretty dickish behavior. Anyway, regardless, they used to compete. Corey and TJ, the big story here is they used to train together, and TJ's come out public, and he said, and this, this snippet gets caught. Uh, and gets thrown around the 
uh, MMA world. TJ used to say Corey Sane. There's a kid named Corey Sanhagen that I train with, and he gets the better of me. Boom. Clip that. Fucking send it around. Oh, Corey Sanhagen. Put him as the favorite. But the rest of it is TJ saying, but then we all, and then I come back the next day, and then I'll get him back, essentially. <clears throat> Not verbatim, but that's essentially the essence of what he was saying. It's like, yeah, we go tit for tat. So any fighting is 50-50 any day. But he was more trying to put his boy Corey Sandhagen on, just the same way Israel Adesanya when they asked, who do you love at striking? And he re- replied with, oh, there's that kid Corey Sandhagen. He's very interesting for me. It's just people putting this dude on for people to watch. I think there's no bad blood between them. Corey has come out saying TJ's going to live with TJ decisions and I'm going to live with my own. It's very whatever. It's very we're going to go in there and fight. It's whoever's mentality is on the line. TJ's coming back and we'll see what he's like after a two-year layoff. Corey is in killer be killed mindset trying to reach that title and anyway in his way, you know, he's out there to fucking cut down. He's very much like on horseback right now with a with a claymore, if you will. Just dynasty warrior cutting people down. They put everyone in front of him, spinning wheel kick. Fuck y'all. And then on the and then there's another wave and he switches his hands and he uses his left side and he cuts the guys down. And they put Frankie Edgar in on him and jumping knee, boom, done. You know, he's He's on that way. He wants to. He wants to leave no. This is a guy that doesn't fight on overtime, and it's something we can all appreciate. TJ Dillashaw is very good, but he's thirty-five, bro, and young, and at a young, young man's, you know, division bantamweight. You know, he's almost forty. I think Corey Sanhagen, I'm on the Corey train. I have been. It makes sense. 190. There's not much for me to say. I don't think he does anything spectacular, but I do, like, not the same way. I don't think he does, um, I hope it, I hope it drinks. Um, I don't think he does, like, a flying, I don't think TJ is going to be as open to something crazy, but TJ is open to strikes. Corey's not as there for things. He's more of a hit and get out of the way. TJ will take a shot to give a shot. He's been knocked down. He, you know, he's not going to have EPO to save him. Um, I don't think it's going to be some Frankie Edgar runs into a flying knee thing. Uh, and I don't think it'll be Marlon Marais, you know, just backing out without picking a direction and yada, 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 cutting off on an angle. I think it's going to be more technical back and forth. Um, and hopefully Corey puts on a striking clinic because it's fun to watch. But if not, I think it's a very technical battle, and I see TJ going for takedowns. Do not, do not think TJ's not going to go for takedowns because that motherfucker's going to go for takedowns. And they're going to be sneaky. They're going to be appealing to watch. Um, but he's going to go for takedowns for sure. All right. Well, that's all I have for you guys today. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Southern Scrap Nation podcast. Once again, you can go to southernscrapnation.com. Southern Scrap Nation, for all your MMA analog...
analyzing and predictions. Um, anyway, uh, that's been the episode. I'll get back to you guys next week on breaking down what happened this past weekend. I hope you guys enjoy. Stay safe. Remember, SouthernScrapNation.com, SouthernScrapNation, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, and Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, SouthernScrapNation.com. SouthernScrapNation. Stay safe. Peace.